I just got stuck in a bogey train. Yo, yo, yo. As Jenks just said before we started recording, welcome to episode 29 of the Bogey Train. Nick here with Jenks, Noah J. Uh, just sort of a chill episode here. What do you guys, What do you guys think? We're just gonna just gonna sh- shoot the shoot the breeze for a little while. Uh, this is chill vibes. You know, just sitting here. I got the lamp on behind me. Um, we're we're kind of going off the cuff this week. You know, we might not always be the most prepared anyway, but this week we are going straight off the cuff. We got no notes. We're just going to talk about whatever we fancy. Um, a really awesome tournament this week to kind of talk about the RBC Heritage, another designated event. And as always, I'm excited for it. I've kind of went back and listened to the last few episodes and realized I start every episode by saying I'm excited for it. So you that's know. a that's a good sign though. I would rather that I'm, than, I'm excited for it, you know. I'd rather that than you're not excited for it. Yeah. All right, before we start, I have to get something really quick for you boys. Okay. That's fine. Um I'm on okay. week two of the grinds grind. Okay. <laughs> Still yeah. doing well. Yeah. Uh do you have any uh any lingering thoughts on the masters that we didn't that we didn't get to last time, or is or is that uh, in the past? Patrick Cantley's pretty slow. Yep. And I, I did come across a tweet, which I do kind of want to bring up on this show. There's a couple of notes I wanted to bring up, but I came across a tweet and I don't know if it was from a troll account or what the account even was, but when I saw it, it was actually something I would like to talk about. And it is, is Max Homa just another Patrick Cantley? You know, a guy who can get it done on regular tour stops. Cantlay's kind of been a beast in the playoffs the last couple of years. Uh, Homa has picked up some huge victories the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to major championships, they're just kind of cheeks. You know, it's I'm going to go with it's too early to tell. But uh, it's one of those situations that we're definitely monitoring with Homa. Um, he hasn't, I would say he hasn't probably been like a premier player for quite as long as Cantley. So the, his record in majors isn't quite as problematic, but pretty soon it could get there. If he, if he, if, if he goes through the rest of 2023 and doesn't really contend in any of the majors, it might be time to get a little bit worried about Max Homa. But for now, I'm not quite there yet. So so we're not quite on Cantlay level, but we're on like Cantlay watch. It's not a warning, it's is, a watch. Cantlay, but with personality. Yeah, like not a slow, boring. He, he does take yeah. his time on the greens, to be fair. Max Homa. Does. But I, I like I enjoy watching Max, is the thing. Like Cantlay, send him off to live, wouldn't miss him one bit. They send Max off to live. I'm gonna be a little upset. Yeah, there's there's something to that. For sure. Noah, what are your thoughts? I love Max Homa. I would take him on live. I would take him on live. Um, I'm sure me and the boys would be appreciative of that. Speaking of warnings, did you say warning or did you say storm? I said warning. Speaking of warnings, first right, right? 
Speaking of warnings, the Canes, the Carolina, Hur- the Carolina Hurricanes do the storm warning before every game where they clap. You know, do you guys know the skull chant that the Minnesota Vikings? Why do, do you have a Canes jersey? Because they're my boys. This is this is Mr. Why are you asking if we know what the skull chant is? You live you live in Georgia. Yes. And I'm from Minnesota. Yes. And, 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 we, and you're wearing a Canes jersey. And guess what state is right in between those two janks? Right in between a lot yeah, of there's, them. There's only Iowa, like seven, Kentucky, eight, nine Tennessee. different hockey teams that are in that area. Exactly. You could have got so a Preds to, jersey. Yikes, dude. So I got to pick so I got to take my pick. But you guys know the skull chant, And of all right? the teams you they're like the Kings? You realize we both skull. went to we both went to Vikings games skull. this past season. No, I think right? we know what the skull chant is. The craziest part of the skull chant is they copied the Carolina Hurricanes there. The Hurricanes have been doing the skull, but they don't call it the skull. They call it the storm warning before every game. It, here's the go, thing. Boom. Boom. And even, even if they did stuff? copy it, which I'm not gonna I'm not going to um concede that point. The Vikings made it iconic. So who even knows who the Carolina Hurricanes are? Like I, it, I don't even know who that was. It is cool but, that they say skull. I that's just a really cool word. I do appreciate that about the Vikings. So go what Vikings. Does, what does skull, I like skull even mean? It doesn't um, it it means it's something with like an ancient Nordic uh thing when they would like I don't know pillage a city and hold the head, the severed head of one of their uh, conquered foes on a sticker. I don't know. It's actually, it's nice. Know. It, it means nothing and everything. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. Yeah, right? it's like aloha. Yeah. It's I, like, I actually don't know. One time I looked it up. Where does skull come from? I'm pretty know. sure. What pretty does sure skull does it, mean? I'm pretty sure it's just um, a chant. Like the, it's just like, like so. Let's skull go. is a derivative of the Swedish, Danish, Norwegian word. Skull, skull, scale. I don't know. It's skull. It's S K A L with a little loop over the it's from A. Skull. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a skull. I'm going to call it a skull. Is a bowl that fits beverages that was shared between people. Over the years, it evolved to essentially mean cheers. Now it's used oh, to assen- okay. used essentially as a celebratory right. cheer Sick. whenever the Vikings score, which is a lot better than yeah you know being a stick with a severed guy's head on it or a severed hey, if it was a celebratory head. cheer they may have said it if they conquered their enemies oh, i might have so uh speaking of norway um Vic, at what point Vicky. do we get concerned about victor hovland what about him just the fact that he's not a threat to win big golf tournaments just you got to give him a little bit he's not from here He's not from here. Yeah. I'm he's not used to, to the concerned. culture. He needs to warm up to America. Like he has, he has nearly Colin Morikawa levels of ball striking, maybe even equal. And, you know, Colin Morikawa was in his generation in terms of college golf and he's come out, he's winning big tournaments and we've got Victor Hovland. He can't win a tournament on the continental 48. And I'm concerned. When I see Victor Hovland on the leaderboard at a major or any essentially, you know, big PGA tour event, I am just, that's actually I, I just, crazy. I just don't think he's going to win all three of his PGA tour wins have not been in the United States. Well, they're in, uh, cause what, didn't he win Puerto Rico twice? He won Puerto Rico, Mayakoba, 
and oh, the in Bahamas Technology Championship. Oh, so Mayakoba toy. The Worldwide Technologies is Mayakoba. But then why does it say two different things? I don't know. I know he's won Puerto Rico. I know he's won Mayakoba. I don't know how many times he's won Mayakoba. He won Puerto Rico. He won Mayakoba, and he won the Worldwide Technology Championship. And that's the one that's that was at Mayakoba. Oh, it does have uh, a two next to it. Does that mean it's the second time winning that event? They just changed the name. Oh yeah, you click Mayakoba and it takes you. And then he also won the Hero World Challenge, which is in the Bahamas, not exactly. an official tour event, but. I'm I'm not worried about Victor. I'm I'm very worried about Victor. Think of think of Scotty Scheffler. Think of how long it took Scotty Scheffler to break through and finally do something. Like one year. Think of Tony Finau. Well, that's concerning if we're comparing Victor to Tony Finau. Yeah, but Tony Finau got it done and then he clicked off two pretty decent victories back to back. Like the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage are yeah, those are huge. If you're from the Midwest, it's the Midwest majors. It's the 3M, the Rocket Mortgage, the John Deere, and the Champions Tour event at Country Club of Sioux Falls. I think I might try and Monday qualify for that this year. What do you guys think? Which one? The Champions Tour at Sioux Falls. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean. You play with guys that are age 50 and up all the time. So maybe by then you'll just be 50. Here's going to be my last thing I'll say about Victor. Just like I said about Max Homa, how he's a watch, not a warning yet. I'm going to say the same thing for Victor. I'm going to put Victor on worry watch through the rest of 2023. Uh, I should say the 2022-2023 season. After the FedEx Cup playoffs in August slash September, if he doesn't have a big win, I'll switch it to a warning. All right. I, I, w- I would say I'm going to hold you to that, but I won't remember. I mean, this is a guy that in 2019 as an amateur, he finished low AM in two different majors, uh, both the majors that he's played. He's got two top tens in his last two majors. That's precisely um, why I'm so concerned is because of just how absurdly talented he is just takes time look at max homa but max homa isn't just as purely talented as victor hovland i mean didn't he win a national championship he was so good in college did he no at cal yeah no did they did he win ncaa they lose to oregon no way they lose as a as a team team as a team yeah okay well that come on Come on. Oh, no. He won the individual NCAA Division I Men's Golf Championship in 2013. Oh, my gosh. I actually did not know that. Yeah. Wow. That was 2014. His first tour win came in 2019. Yes, but he was on the Corn Ferry Tour making like $10,000 a year. So that's yeah. different than Victor Hovland being one of the world's best golfers, but just not showing up in the final round when we need him to. Well, it will come. I hope so. I, I, I agree with you. I, I hope so. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm a Victor fan, but I was just, I was just airing some of my concerns. I mean, he had the first round lead. Okay. Well, they didn't finish the whole first round. So at the end of the first day at RBC, he had the lead. You know where he finished? 
I like, I do not like outside the top forty or fifty because it's third in the third round when everyone was shooting was going low. He shot like seventy eight. Yeah, well, how many times has Charlie Hoffman had the first round lead of the Masters and not even finished on the map? Dude, you're making my point for me. Are we putting Victor Hovland in the Charlie Hoffman category? He's a watch, not a warning. Okay. And again, I, I hope I hope there's nothing. I hope he, he figures out a way to sort of uh, get over the hump here, but... Uh, yeah, but I I, th- I think I agree with that. But once he gets over the hump, I think it is going to be daggers out of Victor Hovland. Also interesting. Um, I was listening to a lot of Brandel Chamblee the week of the Masters at Live from the Masters. Live from the Masters is like low key my favorite show ever. Um, he had an interesting take is the that at the Masters, a lot of like right handers that hit cuts do really well because of um and victor holland is one of those he comes a little over the top and plays a fade generally That's um my boy b- because you get a lot of uh side slopes and like the ball above your feet a hook lie but the your natural cut tendency in your swing sort of neutralizes it a little bit um and, and we've seen victor play well at augusta a couple times but like Brooks was in the lead, John Rahm plays a fade, and obviously there's a lot of other examples we could go into. And he's saying that might be part of the reason that Rory struggles is because he does sort of come from under and hit the and hit the push draw at times. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, I'm curious what your Noah. You haven't said anything in a while. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do I have any thoughts on if cut players play better at Augusta? Yeah, righties. <laughs> I have I have no thoughts on that. I have not heard that. Who said that? Brandle Chamblee. Good old, good old Randall. Yeah. But also, Brandy. the overwhelming majority of tour pros nowadays are going to hitting cuts off the tee. Wait, I would say was, off the tee. Yeah. What was his argument for that? Uh, just like he he uses the thirteenth hole as an example, like the second shot where the ball is way above your feet. Like if you're if you're kind of dropping it under and hitting a draw. Uh, as your natural tendency, like it makes it harder to hit shots like that. Um, Rather, if you're sort of naturally cutting across it a little bit for a little fade, it it neutralizes. I don't know, because a lot of times you do see Rory with the big left miss on 13 with the approach shot. But uh, whether there's something to that or if he's just sort of looking looking for things to... uh, nitpick i don't know did we uh did we ever get an update on rory from last week why he pulled out i don't think there was an update but we talked about him on monday or yeah. tuesday didn't we yeah okay so we don't um, need to i did he was fined three mil no it wasn't a fine it was it was essentially it was a loss of three million dollars which is basically a fine but it was well, the money that he like, lost from the pip for not completing yeah. all so it's it's not it's like at the end of the year instead of getting a 10 million dollar check you're going to get a 7 million dollar check like it's not a fine it's 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 kind of like a fine it's a penalty tomato tomato which is like a fine it's not like you're taking money out of his pocket it's just there's going to be slightly I mean, less he's going to be fine it's not like 3 million dollars going to affect him at all but wait what did he get fined for so this year for the designated events on the PGA Tour, uh, yeah. you were only allowed one skip. 
Yeah. And he skipped the first one of the year, which was the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. Um, this past week, the RBC Heritage was another designated event. And at the beginning sure. of the week, he just withdrew without a reason. Love, I love that. It's such a power move. So, especially when Rory was kind of the architect of all the changes. Uh, not yeah. a great look. Yeah, well, he that. can do whatever the hell he wants. Speaking of architect. Kind of seeming like, oh, yeah. What's your summer looking like, Noah? Oh, this summer? Yeah. I think I had something planned for this summer, actually. Let me, oh. let me check my calendar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So May 15th, my phone says, move to Pinehurst and work on building Pinehurst number 10 with Tom Doak. Is that, should that be on there? Is that accurate? I, I mean, it has my name on there. It says Noah Johnson moved to Pinehurst. That's okay. And I'm Noah Johnson. So that's crazy. I got some questions about this whole thing. I don't know how much you can dive into. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats. That's thank you guys. Thank you guys. Big news. Big news. Like, like, I don't know if you have an NDA. I don't really care what the course looks like, but like, what is your actual role in this whole thing? There's some things that if I told you, I'd have to kill you, James, but basically Pinehurst number 10 is the new Augusta. Yeah. I mean, I hesitate to even put Augusta on that level, but that's about as close as we can get to, to uh, approximating it. But basically, Pinehurst is building a new course, and they have a really sick plot of land to build on. And they hired Tom Doak and his team to come out and do it. And I will be working with Tom Doak's team as a intern. So I'll be okay. on the course. So, so you're an intern, basically. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not like you're. That's okay. sick. Yeah, that's really sick. So I'll be out there with them, you know, doing what it is you do on a golf course. Yeah basically shaping bunkers and designing the holes as we build them with, with Tom and the boys. Maybe you can stop by Riggs Barstool's cabin while you're there. And, uh, well, he actually wants to stop by my, by mine and okay. feature me on their podcast. Yeah. That would actually be really sick. If you're uh, there while he's there and you can be like, Hey, Hey, you I'm working on this course. I'm I'll working like- <laughs> on this course. I, if you interview me, and my boys that have a different golf podcast, I'll be like, you know, I'll be give like, us a little fluff. I'll be like, Riggs, I do this golf podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with golf podcasts or not, but we'd love to have you on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we'll interview you, you interview us, we call it good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, Let's just know, say, little, if I was to have anyone from Barstool on, it probably wouldn't be Riggs. Are you talking but, Barstool like foreplay or are you talking Barstool in general? Uh, Barstool golf foreplay. Who, who would be your one that you'd want to have on? I mean, mine Gosh, would probably I don't, be. I don't know. Mine would probably no. be Danny Rap. I don't. Oh no. I'd probably want none uh, of the above. I mean, Danny Rap's by far the most famous. I'd probably want Trent. I don't know if he's the most famous. Danny. Oh, Riggs yes, might be. Is. Riggs might be more famous. Uh, was Riggs on Full Swing? No. Okay, but. More people might know Barstool Sports than have seen Full Swing. Not yeah, that he's a big character in, far, not, in Barstool, but... Not only was he on Full Swing, but he also works at Barstool Sports. Yeah, but he's less um, synonymous with Barstool Golf. Like, Riggs is sort of 
the face of, you know, the foreplay podcast, unfortunately for them. But I think Trent would be a good time. Trent would be good, especially because from Lurch. Iowa, we could just talk Midwestern stuff. No, not Lurch. I don't like Lurch. Lurch has a weird voice. <laughs> he just, yeah. yeah it's that's, like every that's single true. time he talks, I just want him to stop talking. Like he nothing sounds, against Lurch. He sounds like a but, super villain. From but like, every single time he's on the pod and like back in the day, if it was just a Lurch rant, I just could, I had to skip through. I can't listen to Lurch. <laughs> um, do we need, do we, do we talk about RBC at all? Yes, we do. Cause I got some things to mention. Take it First away, of all, boys. what, um, at what point do we get, exhausted of these designated events uh now okay i actually completely forgot that it was a designated event uh like they didn't really mention it during coverage at all i don't think at least not what point did you forget it like while you were watching the entire week like i just i checked the leaderboard uh sunday afternoon i think the leaders were through like 14 or 15 and I checked the leaderboard. I'm like, oh, Speed's up there. Maddie Fitz is up there. Like, I'm going to turn this on. And I just watched it because, you know, Speed and Fitz were up there. I didn't watch it because it was a designated event because I forgot it was a designated event. Um, but no, really, for some reason, the Heritage always has a really cool finish. I don't know why. But, like, I feel like every single year the Heritage comes down to – you know, the 18th green, or it comes down to a playoff, um, which is always good for a golf tournament. Um, last week during Masters Week, I was chatting with my brother, and uh, it was, I think it was while we were watching the Masters or something, but he's like, he was like looking at the field list for the, the next week, which was the RBC. He's like, Have you seen the field? Like, it is stacked and i was like that's a designated event he's like he just had no idea that the rbc was um and he follows golf pretty closely but i i do remember when they came out with the list uh i think it was last fall it's like wow really rbc heritage is a designated event yeah it was kind of you know when we talked about it on the pod kind of our thoughts were you know it's the week after the masters is going to be a little bit of a burnout um and it turns out that wasn't the case it just Nobody remembered it was a designated event, and that's just, you know, yeah. what happened. What did you think of uh, – did you hear when Rom was in the booth on Sunday? I heard about it. I didn't hear, like, anything he said. Oh, okay. It must have been right before you tuned mm-hmm. in then, because if you tuned in when the final group was on 15, it was when they were on 14 and maybe a little bit of 13, too, is sort of when he was – Um. He was good though. He was really good. Really That's good. That's what I heard. Earth. Yeah. If it, um, you know, if he's gracious enough to offer some of his time in the future to do that again, that would be awesome. But I know he's hoping that uh, he doesn't have such early tea times on Sunday. Yeah. That's kind of a, a shame for him, but it continued on again this week. You know, the, the story of Rom and Scheffler kind of going back and forth being towards the top. Chef, he was, he was up there. Dude, his putting uh, is a problem. It is difficult. He, uh, he again, he's just hitting the ball so good and not making anything. He he is getting visibly frustrated. He's yeah. He needs he needs a little bit of time off. I think. Uh, just a lot of things to talk about the heritage. Uh, you know, obviously Matthew Fitzpatrick won three hole playoff. Shout out Fitz, second win on U.S. soil. 
Go Cats. Yes. Yes. Uh, huge, huge win for Maddie Fitz. But he was um, clutch all day. I think I think that U.S. Open opened something up. You know, and the start of the year, he was playing really, really bad. Yeah, I was good. he didn't he, have a lot of form recently. No, and I heard he went into the Masters, and, you know, it, he was – someone heard him say it was a quote somewhere that, you know, he was playing his best golf of the year heading into the Masters. And he had a pretty solid finish last week. Obviously contended again this week, uh, ended up winning. Kind of the same for Jordan Spieth, too. He's, uh, you know, playing some really good golf. He finished yeah, he, T, what did he finish T3 last week at the Masters? The T4, I think. T4. And he he really didn't have his best form. Uh like a lot of mental mistakes, just a lot of dumb errors that he made and still finished four off the pace. Yeah, cuz I think he still might have been um he still might have led the field in birdies at Augusta. He did. He had 21 um, so, and yeah, and the heritage, he was obviously contending for the longest time on the final day, had the lead. Yeah. Spieth tied kind fourth of at Augusta coming down the stretch. Fitz made some huge birdies, almost made another one on 17. He stuffed it to his seven feet and, you know, almost made that. And, you know, Jordan had some chances that playoff the putt on 18, Mm-hmm. that lipped out. I thought for sure when I was watching that, that was going to go in. Yeah. And then somehow it, as it loses speed, it just dies to the right, catches the lip and just doesn't fall. It was um, just crazy. Uh, yeah. Jordan is hardcore trending right now. Let's see if I can find uh, this stat here. Okay. Yeah. His last five stroke play events. Uh, Arnold Palmer, T4, the players, T19, T3rd at the Valspar, T4th at the Masters, and solo second at RBC. And so, what's really, really cool about this is that we have the PGA in just about a month's time. Mm-hmm. The one major that Jordan Spieth needs to complete the career Grand Slam is the PGA. Uh, if we can keep this trend up, I think we could see it happen this year. Yeah. Um, that would be, that would be an awesome story. If Spieth was able to get it done at Oak Hill, I'm looking forward to that. I do like that course. So maybe I just have fond memories of it because Duffner won. And I, I like Duffner Duff. when, the, when the PGA was there in 2013. So um, yeah, Jordan clearly trending. Um, yeah, it's always a roller coaster with him. You never know exactly what he's going to do, but yeah, it's the uh, Jordan Spieth experience. Sahith, another good week. Sahith, for Sahith again, yeah. Top page of the leaderboard. You know, it's not often you get to see Gala on the leaderboard coming down 17 18 on CBS coverage. So, yeah, that was really nice. Uh, another good week boy, for Sahith. He's, our boy Ricky, yeah, very frustrating. Uh, very frustrating second half of Saturday and then all of Sunday. Um, he got hot the first half of the third round and was sort of making a move. I think he got within a couple shots. Um, but then the whole second half of his third round and final round, he just did not make anything. He just giving himself like 10 to 15 footers for birdie left and right. And is just not, 
making any of them, it seems like. But clearly still trending. His game is in a good spot. Um, yeah, looking looking at the data golf on Ricky's final round, uh, the two places that we would expect Ricky to struggle if he's not going to shoot a low round are the two places that he struggled, putting it off the tee. Uh, minus 0.8 putting, minus point, or minus 0.9 putting, minus 0.8 off the tee on Sunday. Like, if we can just figure that out, the dude's going to be there. He's going to be winning. Yeah. Um, and I, I follow the whole, like, you know, the online Ricky fandom, like the trackers and all that sort of stuff. Seems like his fans are uh, somewhat unanimously calling for the putter to be benched. What do you, what do you the, think about the long the, putter? The, yeah, the new putter. The thing with it is that I'll see him putt with it, and he'll just be rolling in, like, some clutch you know, six, seven, eight footers with it. But then there'll be times he just has no touch. It just, I don't know. Yeah. But just, yeah, the last couple rounds, I mean, giving himself a lot of pretty good looks between that 13 to 18 foot range and really is not, uh, not cashing in. And one thing that I have noticed, I don't know if there's anything to back this up or if it's just the eye test, but when he has these maybe a little bit longer, like birdie looks, like it just, they don't have Ricky Fowler speed. Like he's leaving a lot of putts short is, is sort of the, the sense I'm getting, but yeah. Um, again, that's just, uh, that's just me watching, but I do, I do watch a decent amount of his rounds, was, but his, his some... iron game is pretty elite this year. I have yeah. to say. Yeah. There are kind of some names up there that I haven't heard of in a while. Uh, you know, Brian Harmon. Guy I haven't heard a lot of lately. Uh, that's that's a guy I would imagine him that um, he would play really well at that course. Yeah, Sungjae Emiliano. I mean, Sungjae's been up there. Emiliano Grio haven't really heard of him a lot. Yeah, usually the last just, couple of years. Usually just a good ball striker struggling with the putting. Um, decent week for Christian Bezadenhout. Basically, the only guy on my fantasy oh, team a, who who played well. Yeah, he shot seven under round four. I mean, kind of lit it up. Uh, guy that was up there halfway through kind of fell off on the weekend, but uh, Jimmy Walker. Yep, yep. He's on a very special status this year. Were you following that? Did you hear about how he still has no. status? No. So he wasn't going to have status. He was pretty much thinking of giving up the game competitively. But after the live guys left, he was originally outside top 50 career money list, but it moved him inside. So he got special status for a season and decided to, uh, you know, he decided he figured he might not ever get another opportunity. So figured he had to make the most of it. So that's how he has status for this season. Uh, yeah, kind of crazy. Top 50 money list exemption. Like, you know, when we were in high school, kind of that age, this guy was consistently up there. Uh, yeah, the Lyme disease in 2017 really is that is that what happened to him? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sort of in, in his prime and, you know, obviously 2016, he won the major the PGA yeah. championship. And then 2017 is when he got the Lyme disease and he really hasn't been. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Same sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause looking at his career, he's got six tour wins. His first one came in 2013. He had two in 2014, two in 2015. And he had the PGA in 2016. Yeah. And that's I a, mean, he that's was, a solid. That's a stretch of golf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know he had a a year 2015. He lost to Patrick Reed in that playoff in the Tournament of Champions, as well. But like this guy was playing some 
some really, really good golf um, mm-hmm. in his prime. You know, like r- respect because a lot of, uh, you know, a handful of guys, a lot of guys have sort of runs like that in their career, get to five PGA Tour wins or so, but respect to him for taking advantage of it and getting a major, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, the fact that he got hot, you know, a lot of guys do have a, a good stretch for a couple of years in their career, but he took advantage of it. He won the 2016 PGA uh, with Jason day charging hard. So uh, massive respect, Jimmy Walker coming back out um, a little bit of a disappointing Sunday for Matt Kuchar. Uh He was kind Ooch. of in the mix. He was, he was at minus 10 shot, even in the final round. I thought um, he might have a better uh, final round, maybe be in the mix. Also very disappointing. Um, last couple of rounds for Justin Rose. Yeah, Rosie. He had a good start to the week, but James Hahn made the cut this week in a designated event. He's probably loving this. You know, he's probably all in on the designated events now. Yeah. Well, he won't be in them next year. So <laughs> uh, uh Max McGreevy uh made the cut. Ooh, Keegan shot four over in the final round after shooting 64 the day before. That's a tough look. Um, train of the week question. Mark? Yeah. Do we go straight to the boat? Oh my gosh. I just looked at Vic seven under round one, one under round two, dude. What do you have to shoot? He, so 17 under one, he was eight under halfway through 78 on I Saturday. I told you about that. I told oh you. Oh my gosh. And it was all on the greens. I know. Dude. Come on, Vic. Jim Furyk missed the cutout plus nine. Jimmy Furyk? Um, I had Tom Hoagie on my fantasy team. That was How'd a tough that go look. For you? Plus seven. Um, do we just go straight to our bogey train of the week? Yep. This might be your favorite one. I'm all for this week's bogey train of the week. All right, let me hear it. Um, oh, you just want me to say the one we talked about yeah, if this if this is your nominee, I, yeah, this is definitely my nominee, uh, Dylan Fratelli. Okay, okay Dylan, Dylan Fratelli, Sun sleeves, you know, baby. The sleeves. I hate this guy. He's on my list. I mean, it is really the Dylan Fratelli list. Uh, so he played a total of twenty-seven holes this week. He withdrew after nine the second day. Um, so we're gonna go with the stretch. We're gonna go with the eighteen-hole stretch. For his back nine Thursday and then his nine holes he played Friday. Sure. Okay. He went double par bogey, par, 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 bogey, par, bogey, 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 double, par, bogey, triple, triple, par, par. Sounds like some UMAX scores. Yeah, he was... 20 over through 27 holes. The, the nine holes I didn't include, he had a, uh, a triple, a, two bogeys, and a birdie. What did he cite as his reason for uh, withdrawing? Just Sucking like, at golf. Uh, yeah, a I, terrible I, golf swing. I never saw like an actual reason. I mean, if he's, <laughs> if, he's, if, he's, if he's dealing with injury or illness or whatever, wish him the best, but also he I thought, I mean, the fact that he's on the list. He lost eight strokes off the tee and he played a round and a half. Yeah, that's speaking of losing strokes off the tee, this guy is trying to get himself a nomination for bogey train of the week, too. You know who I'm talking about. He's playing the Dyna Power this year. Hey, Kizzy. 
Kevin Kisner. Hey, he was better off the tee than uh, Fertelli. Wasn't he played one round and then withdrew? He shot seventy nine, and uh, he lost over six shots off the tee. Uh, let's see for round one. Yeah, he lost six point one shots off the tee. That's not great. Not great. Yeah, no, well, not ideal. He hit, not great. He hit a total of six greens in regulation the first round. And was plus strokes gained in approach. So yeah, that's. I mean, six greens. You'd he think also that gained his iron more more than a full shot around the greens. So here's a here's a Harbor Town question: Where does it rank on your guys's lists of like tour courses that you want to play? It's yeah, probably, that's a great question. I actually I go really back and forth. like Harbor Town. I Me really too. like Harbor. I think it. I think it's like. Almost cracking the top five. It's for sure top ten for me. I don't. I can't decide. I go back and forth on if I really like Harbor Town or if I be like, no thanks. My high school golf coach has played there. Like he has a buddy out there, so he's played there like seven or eight times, and he's played. He's played around the U.S. at a lot of different places, and he says Harbor Town is the hardest course he's ever played. I mean, truthfully, it's extremely I, claustrophobic. But he I only but he remember loves to play it. Three holes at Harbor Town, like hole fourteen, that par it's, three. You've got no room at all. Is that the one with the water? Everyone, Patrick Cantlay chipped it into the. It should have gone into the water, but it stayed up against the. Yeah, that's every fairway is like have. every fairway is like twenty yards wide. No, oh, yeah, and and. And the way that course is with the trees and everything, even if you're in the wrong side of the fairway on some of the holes, you might not. Yeah, have I was I was watching with my roommate even, and like it's fairway, and then just a hint of rough, and then trees. Yeah, so the trees and waste bunker. The spectators are like almost on the fairway, and my That's, roommate was like, like those, like I bet those guys get hit a lot because they're right next to the hole. I'm like, they probably do. That's one of the things about that course is it'd, it'd be one thing to just think about yourself playing it, but like from a TV perspective or from like a pro event perspective, it seems like it's not great for the fans. Like, no, that's, you know, like there's not really good spots on the course. It would seem like, mm-hmm. but some, and rather, but some places are just sort of but built for having fans. I, and think I don't think that place is one of them. I think it's up there with like, I'm trying to think of where, like I put that up there with like TPC Scottsdale, probably not Sawgrass. I, Sawgrass or Scottsdale? Scottsdale. I would put oh. Sawgrass above it. I would definitely put Sawgrass above it. It definitely, you know, looks and feels like a Pete Dye, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it's the Pete um, Dye effect. It's, I think. I don't know. I like Sawgrass a lot more than Harbor Town, but a lot of people with, would disagree with that. It's up there with the Ocean Course at Kiowa. That's a really interesting course. Not on tour. Doesn't count. It's not on tour? The PGA Championship is a PGA Tour sanctioned event. I'll let it slide. Yeah, once every 17,000 years. Hey, I got, I, got oh. the, I got the good from Nick. James. Yeah. I got the go-ahead. If um, we're talking PGA Championship venues, that could be an interesting conversation. What? There's just not that many courses Hazeltine? that I'm like, I really want to play. There's a, yeah. Um, I agree with that. Like sometimes like I, you're watching it. Like I just, I would yeah. love to play there. And sometimes like I was talking about with Copperhead in yeah. his brook, I'm just like, no, like I, I don't have no need, desire. Yeah. I don't need course. to play 
Like, I don't need to play Oakmont. Obviously, I would love to, but I don't need to. I'd love to play Oakmont. Um, or like now Detroit, Oakmont, Detroit Golf yeah. Club. But Detroit, yeah. Detroit Golf Club, like why? No, like I don't see that on TV and be like, yes, I need to play there. Yeah. No, I would, def- uh, I would definitely play there though. Um, but I've always wanted to play Detroit Golf Club. I'd love to play Kapalua. Kapalua would be fun. Dude, didn't Titus um, play Kapalua? He did. I would, Tory, eh. Pebble Beach, of course. Uh, yeah, Pebble's PBC up there. Scottsdale, yes. PGA National, I think that'd be fun. See, I, think, I don't um, think I don't think TBC Scottsdale is that sick of a course. Outside some of, of like some of the holes are holes. really good. Some of them, some of the holes are very the average. Last, some of them are the really good. The last five holes are really fun out there. 15, 15 17, I'd, and I'd eighteen are six. good holes. I'd say last seven. I'd say the last 16, nine holes probably. I don't okay. know yeah, how good of a hole is really sixteen yeah. is. What's that? Sixteen. If you take the stadium off of sixteen, I think that hole is kind of a okay. dumpster. Well, a dumpster is probably a stretch, but yeah, it doesn't. It's not an iconic golf hole. But well, dumpster because waste management. That's why you the, have to play it. Okay. You have to play it during the. Uh, or you have to play it while the stands are up. I'd say the whole back nine, like eleven, is really good. Twelve is good. Thirteen is pretty good. Fourteen, fourteen's all right. Fifteen's great. Four, Seventeen is the awesome. only. Yeah, fourteen is the only weak link on the back nine. I don't know. I, but the rest I mean, of the one's four, which one's fourteen? Long, it's really long left, par four. Par four yeah, it turns a little bit to the left. Really is tough there, par four. What's the other par yeah. five on the back nine? Is it 13? 13. 13. 13, yep. 15. 13's all right. Thir- yeah, 13's okay. I mean, 15 10, and 17 are great, I think. Uh, 11 and 12 are really cool, if I remember. Is 12 yes. par three with the water? Yeah, yeah. Water the water's right. like right and long. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, 11 is really cool, how it's kind of got that water snaking up the left. And yeah, I think 11's really good, like, too. Uh, 10's just kind of blah. 10 and 14 are very just normal yeah. golf holes, but they're still fine. Yeah. They're hard. Well, 10's not hard, but 14's hard, which makes it interesting. I like 14 better than 16 if it's in a vacuum, but obviously the stadium makes it sure makes it something. I can get behind that take. I can get behind that take. Honestly, you could argue that 16 is the worst hole on the back nine if it's just in a vacuum. Maybe like that's why they uh, like, did that. You you they look at the be. old clip of Tiger when he makes the ace on sixteen back in like the nineties. It just looks like a terrible hole without stands. It just I looks disagree. boring. I wouldn't say terrible. It's just like there's nothing special about it. It it looks like blue five. Blue five. Well, yeah, you're it's not still necessarily it's still wrong. a pretty cool green complex. Like it's interesting at least. All right, let's go. All right. Um, All of us are going to go around and name one more. What were you going to say? I I was going to go back to the the heritage and talk about Patrick Cantlay and slow play, but I'll save that after this. No, you can. You can if you want. No, I'll save it after this. Okay. I was just going to say, we all go around and name one more course that we haven't talked about that's on tour or if it hosted a major, fine. Um, And that's like, I would love to play there. I'll have to, I'll have to think for like 30 or 45 seconds. Hmm. I'm going to steal a really easy one that we haven't Um, seen. No, you can't say Augusta. I'm not going to take Augusta. Okay. I'm going to take Beth Page Black. Interesting. Really? See, I've never, that's Why? never one that it's like, man, I would love to play there just because I, I feel like I would go there and just shoot an 88 and not have fun. But that's a lot of tour courses, though. But some of them are like fun. Like, t- like for example, TBC Twin Cities is like, okay, I don't want to compare that to Beth Page Black, but. Like you go there and like the fairways are kind of wide. 
And, you know, you might have an eagle chance or two if you hit a couple good shots. I mean, it's like, okay, I get it's you, I get fun. You. The back like, nine Beth at TBC Black is also is, really fun. The Beth Page Black, like, I feel like I would just go there and get my teeth kicked in. Yeah. Well, didn't you mention Oakmont earlier? <laughs> That's fair. It's a fair point. I would like to play Oakmont, but yeah. I mean, you're play, you, you're fair. talking about a par three where you're hitting driver. What What is the appeal at Beth Page Black for you? For me, it's just, you know, I played it's it on the public. Tiger it's games. It's public. You can get on. It's, it's public. It's affordable. That's the appeal. Um, yeah. You know, just the difficult, like the, the first tee shot is kind of iconic, low key. Uh, the elevated tee box going around that dog leg right with the trees. On I, honestly, the right I honestly hate that as a first tee shot. I love it. Hate it. Um, What's your favorite hole at Bethpage Black? Is it five, the par five, four, five, three? The one that turns uphill? Yeah. Maybe four. It might be four. And like I'm saying Bethpage Black because really it's the first course that came to my head. I couldn't tell you a single hole besides those two holes at Bethpage. I, I don't know that course. Like I obviously know of the course, but I couldn't tell you like the layout at all. I don't know if this would be my answer. It just kind of popped into my head. Low key, um, they don't stop there anymore regularly, but TPC Boston. That was pretty cool. I don't know that course either. That's kind of a sick course. Also, they played the Wells Fargo here last year. TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm. Mm, that course that's looks a, really cool. That's a sick what course. Was, I really like that course. What was the course that was in? Is it Congressional? Yeah, Congressional. Yeah. That was a pretty sick course. It's, yeah, they used to stop there regularly. Um, I mean, Pinehurst, you're talking about major venues. We didn't even talk about Pinehurst. Pinehurst number 10. Any of the Pinehurst, Pinehurst courses I would 10. love to play. Like two, obviously, but two, four, the cradle, five, mm-hmm. 10. Gil Hans. I've always liked Valhalla. They I think the PG, they played the PGA there in 14 in the Ryder Cup there in 08. Is that the one that Rory won at? Yes. With the purple that he hit driver off the deck? Well, there wasn't a driver off the deck. It was just a three wood. Was it just a rip three wood? And Ricky yeah. was kind of in contention that year, wasn't he? Oh yeah, Ricky was. Ricky had the solo lead uh, after the tenth hole. I no, I just want to put this out there. If I take a trip to Pinehurst, I might forego playing number two and just play ten a whole bunch because Noah worked on it. Dude, mark my words. I'm gonna. I'm going to shape a bunker, and you're gonna know what bunker that I shave. It's gonna look like a phallic object. No, you gross. It's, it's gonna, gonna look like it's gonna look like you, Jangs. It's gonna be oh. a portrait of your face. <laughs> Great. Speak speaking of uh golf course features that are shaped like something, did you know the Pete the Pete Dye thing that he does with the heart? Because his, his wife, his wife Alice Dye. So if she had a hand in designing some feature of a golf course mm-hmm. that he was designing, like there will be something on that hole that is heart shaped that is like sort of hmm. Um, a tribute to the fact that his wife had some sort of input on that hole. So like 17 so, at Sawgrass, the green is shaped like a heart. Like that hole was really like the, the Island green was pretty much her idea. So what are some Pete Dye golf courses? Then? And so, and so Ocean at, course, I, I, I saw, I saw at, uh, I saw at Harbor town that the ninth green is shaped like a heart. So I was wondering, so I don't huh. know if there's any way of finding this out. But it made me wonder if Alice had anything to do with the ninth hole. At, I wonder. At uh, Arbortown. I know that like she worked like with him to some extent for many decades later on in his career. 
but I'm not sure. All right. I'm going to throw you a couple names for courses that we haven't named that I'd like to play. I would love to play Marion. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I thought I'd be called a hypocrite for saying I didn't want to play Beth page. Yeah. But so I just think, I don't like, know why Marion like just sticks out at me, but the 2013 us open yeah. was my favorite. Marion was agree, really dude. sick. I think it just looks cool. I think it would be fun. And for some reason it feels special to me in some way. Yeah. I don't really yeah. know why the wicker bass, everything about it, honestly. Yeah. And, Recently, I was playing around on Google Earth, and I just went and looked at the aerial view of Marion. They absolutely maximized that property. Like, yeah. just like do, going back and forth, like figuring out the layout from looking from above is is was and, actually pretty difficult because an, there's greens and tees everywhere. Yeah, and another thing about Marion is it it didn't play that long in the U.S. Open. If I'm it was, not right, right? It was if either right. around seven thousand or a little less, actually. Yeah, so. That to me is super intriguing as well. No, like, did you say Kiowa is a uh, Pete Dye? The ocean course at Kiowa Island, yeah. And then another Pete Dye special that would be on my list. I have played the front nine um, at Whistling Straits, but the Straits and the Irish would be like, obviously the Irish, I don't know if that has been played tour level, but mm-hmm. I mean, Whistling Straits is up there with TPC Sawgrass for me. I just I don't want know to find if I've ever, more of these uh, hearts. I mean, I don't hate Whistling Straits. It's never been like I look at it and, and it's like, oh man, like that's one of my favorite courses. But maybe there's I something. Just need to... Yeah, there's and there's something like there really is something about Whistling Straits when you get onto the grounds out there. Because mm-hmm. you're like driving through the farmlands of eastern Wisconsin and there's nothing around you. And then you get on this land with just these rolling dune hills and the clubhouse is this like stone brick work that looks like it was built by like master craftsmen in the 1800s and then you kind of like walk down this valley there's no paths out there it's just these like one and a half foot run down concrete paths and it just takes you back in time to like ireland or scotland like it just transports you to a different world it's kind of cool I think Muirfield Village would be fun. That would be a fun course. But I don't know. Maybe I'm like starting to get to a point where I'm a little bit over just like the Parkland golf course, just like fairway rough. You know, like um, I do like when courses have a little bit more character. Yeah. Um, But Muirfield Village is just very aesthetically pleasing watching it on the coverage. Where did they play? Where did they play the U.S. Open that Bryson won? Winged foot. Winged foot. I do not want to play there. Just That's because Bryson of, won there. That course does not look fun, and I'm not really hey, Br- big. There's Bryson's your guy course. now. I'm not really a big Donald Ross. I, I'll, I'll throw the Country Club in there too for the history. Yeah, I would play Country like, Club. Oh yeah, I would, I would love to play there. Um, so going. Going back to Harbortown and the Heritage. So Patrick Cantley was in contention again. He was in the final group the last day. This guy's so freaking slow. Again, same conversation as last week. But it's just, it's unbelievable. I saw a clip. Uh, Happy Gilmore on this first hole of the Waterbury Open 
between the time of his first putt and his last putt hold out in quicker than it took Patrick Cantley to make a four footer. I saw a clip of Patrick Cantley stepping up to a four footer. And from the time he stepped up to the four footer to the time of the end of the video was one minute and six seconds. And the video ended when the ball went in the cup. Well, and you didn't even see, because you didn't start watching until a whole later. You didn't even see when he was going through that situation on the 14th when his ball got stuck. Yeah. Like the amount of, he took so long before he just like decided what he was going to do. And then with the shot, I mean, it was, it was pretty painful. And his quote was something like, well, I wanted to make a decision that I could be confident in. And I'm like, there is no other sport where you just, you know, in football, you don't get to just sit there and wait to snap the ball until, you know, the linebacker shifts just right where, you know, he's not going to blitz right away. So you can be comfortable. You know, there, there is time. And I think we need to start instituting some sort of, you know, clock, like, or at least enforcing the, the rules that we have, because it's just, it's getting so annoying. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You you could tell Fitzpatrick and Spieth were both visibly annoyed. And uh, yeah, it was. I saw the final group played in like five hours fifteen, which is is absurd. And it's I mean, not even granted, all that because it, it was threesomes instead of twosomes. I'll I'll give that to him, but still, that's that's too long. But it's not even just them too. It's you know one if it's every single group is playing in five hours. Like they're all playing slow. Yeah. I'd be curious to know how far behind the second to last group they finished. I, I don't know exactly, but I mean, especially after the 14th hole, I mean, they were way behind after that just, whole situation. We, something has to speed here's, it up. Like the, baseball, just put in a pitch clock. Why can't we put in some sort of shot clock? I think when you take can't lay out to like a course at, two hours before sunset and give him a bag and his golf clubs and say, you have to finish 18 holes before the sun sets. He'd probably shoot like a 62. I know. And just like make him not think and just go play as fast as he can. You know, at least the PGA tour does tea times because he's usually, you know, a, a pretty late group. So he only holds up his group. And if anyone's behind him, if he was on live with the shotgun, he'd be holding up the entire event. So, I, uh, well, that's that's not how shotgun works because everyone starts on a different hole. I I listened to no laying up today. Um, and they were talking to about my mind to figure out if that checks out or not. <laughs> you know, just different solutions on what they should do. Uh, and they had some really good ones. Uh, one is institute like a red light green light policy, so all the people that are slower in the red light groups, and then you just put all the slow people together. And then, you know, you can just penalize them all because they're all slow and then put all the fast people together so they'll play quick and you don't have to worry about it. There you go. Um, Here's an idea. A second one was at the start of a tournament. You just put every single person on the clock. Uh, and then if they all come in in less, like over 445 or over five, just disqualify them all. Oh, and wow. carry, yeah. carry the purse over to next week. Um, I saw this one on Twitter. They could have like a, a clock like you have in chess. So, you know, in a chess game where you have like a 45-minute clock and you have to make all your moves within that 45-minute time limit, you know, oh, set yeah. like a set like an hour limit on your golf clock 
So from the time you step up to your ball to the mm-hmm. time you hit your ball, that takes away from your clock, and then you just get like an hour. And if you exceed yeah. your hour, you're penalized. What were you going to say, Noah? You said you had an idea. Well, I do have an idea, but it is kind of interesting that there is no like shot clock in golf because even disc golf, which is, hasn't been around very long, has a from when you step up to your disc, you have like I think it's like thirty seconds to throw your shot or something. So from when you reach your desk, or maybe forty-five to like pick out your shot, grab your desk, and throw or something. Yeah, I think. And you should have them too. maximum like a minute. When you walk up to your ball, you assess your lie. Yeah. You go through your pre-shot routine yeah. and you hit, when you, you hit the ball. From when you get to your ball, there's no reason it should be taking honestly more than 30 seconds. Like, like when I just go play at the honestly. local Muni, <clears throat> like I will drive my cart up to the ball. I will laser the pin. I will look at my lie. I'll look at where the pin is. From there, I will say, this is probably the shot I need to hit. I will grab a club. I will hit the ball. Done in like 45 seconds to a yeah. minute. So, but here's my other idea for the solution is we have, we have a shot clock police out there. So there is no shot clock. But we have a cop with every group with a taser. And like if they take more than like 20 seconds, they get tased every 20 seconds. So you can take as long as you want, but you get tased every time. Or you so have like... Add so then people are cheering for them to take a long time because they want to see these dudes get tased. You have the it's shot clock win-win. police, which are like the cops that sit on the side of the highway in the unmarked cars and just shoot radar at you. But they're just random people that are in the crowd. Oh, you don't even know with the stopwatch and a taser. And, well, we can leave the taser. We can add the taser later. Okay, as long as but they're they they're just there with a stopwatch. Um. And then they're timing you. And if you exceed a certain amount of time, they just walk into the ropes. They show a little badge and then they say two stroke penalty. Oh dude, that's a great idea. Actually. So it's like, you don't know you're being watched, but you know, everyone will just be like, Oh, I could be being watched right now. And then your caddy turns out to be an undercover cop oh and he turns God. you in and it's just like, Oh have my you God, ever? Like, that's crazy, entrapment. Crazy, crazy drama. Have you ever seen the video going around social media that it was a fantasy football league punishment where the guy was out on the course with a dog shot collar on and the oh, guys just got to like, put, heard they got to just push the button whenever. Yeah. So it's like if the guy took too long before pulling the trigger, he just gets zapped right at the top <laughs> of his backswing. <laughs> uh, that would scar me forever. My golf swing forever. Um, looks like that's what happened to Charles Barkley, but it looks like he got over it. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I think that's what yeah, happened to Mito thing, on the last hole of yeah, true. The last year. Shots. The fired. only thing is like there are some situations that are just different than others. Like obviously, if it's middle of the fairway, a straightforward shot, like there's no reason to be taking whatever. But sometimes, like if it really is like the last one or two holes of a tournament, and it is like yeah, you know, a, a really weird situation if you're. Mm-hmm you know, in between like just yeah. going forward or, you know, there has to be some sort of discretion, but I don't know though. I think like if there's a ruling involved, like obviously you wait, you don't start the clock until after the ruling has been made. Or like if you have a debate on like whether or not you should take a drop or something, like obviously like you can wait, 
Also, you, rulings you know, take way too damn long. When too. you know, yeah, but they, they kind of have to be that way because you have. They're to professional over. athletes. Learn the damn rules. They know the rules, but you have to con official over in that situation. That is, that is just because they are playing for so much money. Like you just don't want to mess something up. Like, yeah. like for example, in 2013 at the Masters, when Tiger like hit it off the flag, stick it into the water, and then took yeah, that drop that, yeah. that he. And, uh, which I'm not saying you need a rules official to take a drop from a hazard, but I don't know, just make, make it sure. I don't know. Nothing like that is happening. They ended up taking a double bogey and then it was called in and it became a quad. Speaking of rules though, one rule that needs to be just banished from the rule book is the stupid idea that people have to go in and sign their scorecards after. I like that. I like that rule. Dumbest thing ever. Here's my rule for, what should like, we take out? Terrible analogy. I saw it on Twitter. But like imagine if after the game, you know, game one of the NBA finals, uh, and it's you know, Steph Curry and LeBron or Steph Curry and Giannis have to go into the the scores table after the game and add up the box score. And if they added it up incorrectly, their team's disqualified and they lose game one. Like Yeah. It's yeah, stupid. Never in the history of basketball have the players like had to keep track of their scores, like in professionals. Yeah, and in golf, your job is not to keep track of your scores, to hit the ball in the hole. The one thing, like, I don't mind signing a scorecard or whatever, but just like the things that are very clearly um just like innocent mistakes, like if if you missed one of the holes and so then in, instead of putting the 18th hole score, you put the nine hole score. So you put like a 35. I remember when someone did that hole. in high school. That and then it's hilarious. like, Oh, well that's what you signed for. That's what, so you have to shoot a 125. but you know, it's just like, that's just dumb. But I, I just think in general, it's, it's stupid. Like the adding part is what you're saying. Yeah, like especially in or professional tournaments yourself. where, you know, this is all kept track on PGA Tour.com. Like, obviously, somebody is keeping track of all of these shots. Why do, you, why do I have to go in and sign the scorecard? Like, I kind of like the vibe of writing down your score on every hole and then signing off on that. I, I can see, like, it's dumb that they would DQ you for adding it up wrong, but... I like, like I, the. I I don't know. I'm kind of a traditionalist. I'm kind of like with I. I like the little aspect of decorum of like going to sign your scorecard. I know. I like. I like that. That's a part of the game. It just. Makes I don't because like, if you the, get stupid like, what, ass playing partners and then I got to go spend five minutes in a sweaty. But what else do you do at the end of your round? Like that feels that feels right. have a beer. Go in. You score. You sign your card and you turn your card in. Well, after I just finished okay. triple, triple, triple. I probably want to go have two shots and then you can just go to your car and drive home. That's, talking that's about funny. talking about another piece of potentially useless decorum. How do you guys feel about the take your hat off and handshake on the 18th green? I never take my hat off. Love the handshake. I appreciate when someone takes their hat off. Don't require it, but I, I don't like when they take the hat off and then, and then slick their hair back with the same hand they go for the shake with. I totally agree with that. If you slick your hair that. back, I you totally better, agree with that. You better slick your hair back with your other hand that you go with the, in with the shake. Well, and, and it's one thing to just do like a little slick, but like you see Rory does it, John Rahm does it. They take off the hat and then they like ruffle their hair. Yeah, they just go, they they go, they go, they just go right in. I mean, they they're mowing. Right yeah. 
shake your hand. It's like they're combing bro, their hair with their finger. Bro, that is disgusting. I it's think same hand too. I think Scotty goes opposite hand. Like I think the period of time where during COVID that. they went to knuckles was more than fine. I kind of like the handshake, honestly. Like it's one of those things in golf. It's like you know, oh, it's a gentleman's game. You know, all that stuff, which is there. We're I don't know, probably trying to move past to twenty twenty three, but some of those like, small things. I don't like. I don't know. I'm never going to be one that's like in any other context. If I'm like meeting someone or shaking hands, like going to take my hat off if I have a hat on, but I just always grew up seeing guys do it on TV. And so then like, if it's a tournament round, I just do it. I don't know. Yeah, It feels right, dude. Like you play with, you play with a random dude for 18 holes. You kind of get to know him over the course of four hours. You, you take your hat off as like a sign of respect. You shake his hand. Yeah, see, I, like if I if I'm just doing it with someone I got paired with on just like on a random round, I might shake his hand, but I'm probably not gonna do like the take your hat off thing. So maybe again, really, really, I probably wouldn't even yeah, shake. I give him nux. I think nux is more than fine. Oh yeah, like yeah, there's like if I was playing around with like somebody that was like a bro, like you know I'm playing a tournament around with somebody that I'm really close with. Like yeah, I'll give him a little dap up. I'll give him a handshake. Yeah, but if it's just some random Joe schmo that I've never met before that I'll probably never see again, I don't really care. Yeah, he gets a nux. We're walking off the 18th green, hat off. You know, nux, nice playing. Let's go sign our scorecards and get the hell out of here. So it's a hat off nux. Rather I'll, I'll, than I'll do a, a hat hand off. On, it's, it's a respectful than a nux. hand on handshake. What's more respectful, a handshake with hat on or nux with a hat off? More respectful that's is a, handshake with hat on. Handshake. With I don't know. It goes. It goes. Hat hand off. Handshake. The hat, hat off handshake, is really is a really hat on handshake, and then hat yeah, off nux. Hat on nux. A hat off nux just seems like <laughs> that's weird. That seems odd. Yeah, that's an odd yeah. combo. But with the with the boys, it's either a dap up or I you feel do, like you say nothing to them. I feel like that's a recipe for one of those really awkward handshakes. Cause then, cause if you're the other person, right. Mm-hmm. And someone's coming up to you, they took their hat off. You're like, Oh, he's definitely yeah. going for the handshake. You're so then expecting you put, the you put shake. your hand out and then no. he's like, and then you go like this, but then he saw your hand. So then he goes, so then you're, you're just like, yeah. And then you just cry and walk away. And then, so, yeah, and then all like, respect is lost between the both of you. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. probably respect him anyway. That's the least respectful thing. Um, no, you mentioned with the bros, kind of the dap up. I think when mm-hmm. Nick and I play, there's two different things that'll happen at the end of a round. One is either like a little dap up, uh, or the second one is one of us probably just made a double to finish our round or, you know, just missed a putt to tie the match. And so it's just dead silence. I was literally about that, to comment. I was about I would to say, comment. there's, like, there's been a couple of times where we were like doing match play. And if it came down to the end, like, and it's just like, there's just nothing said when we're walking to the cart afterwards. That's yeah. Like I, I even feel like those. in the two man one year that happened, like where we just finished terrible and we walked off the green, like we didn't handshake. We just looked at each other. We, we, yeah. we suck with, it's with one thing though. Boys, when we're on the same team. That. When you're with a stranger, you just have to, no matter what, even if you, even if you quadded the last four holes, you have to go like, acknowledge that you played with a stranger with the okay. boys it doesn't matter but if you play good at like you you gotta dap up your bro after you play I'll, good. i'll give you, you a really awkward a one i'll give you a really awkward one number of years ago i was playing in the match play the state match play event i was playing this mm-hmm. guy it was a really close match it was back and forth the whole time my dad was caddying for me 
So on like the 13th hole. The old daddy caddy. My dad. Uh, does this um, guy happen to have a tattoo on his calf of a golf brand? Hey. Mr. <laughs> Mahold's a legend, by the way. Shout out, Mr. Mahold. Uh, You're my boy. I'm not, I'm not going not gonna to answer that question, Jenks. Um, and so my dad. Where I was mean, this match he, play at? Uh, about three minutes from where I'm at right now. Okay. All right. Okay. So your match That's play, all I need to know. Your um, match play, Papa Mahold's on the bag. And he's, we're just having a good time. I mean, he's not like a, a caddy in terms of like helping me with my golf. It's just, sure, he's sure. just walking with me for 18 holes. Yeah, love that. Love that. Um, and he, he gets up, he has a better view of the ball flight from when he's like standing more behind me than like to the side. I didn't even know he was standing behind me. But so I hit a shot on this par five, my second shot. Then my, the guy I'm playing against, he comes up to me and was like, your caddy was standing behind you for that shot. It was actually after the hole. And I was like, okay, what do you want to do about it? And he's like, well, he's like, I was just, I was just giving you a warning. Just like, make sure it doesn't. I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I like, I like win the next hole or like, it's like two holes later. I won one or one. I think I won one of the next two holes. Then he comes up to me. He's like, yeah, we'll just like what happened back on 13 is like, we'll just, we'll have to figure out at the end, like how we're going to, I was like, excuse me. Like a little bit ago, you said like it was just a warning and now you're like, well, we'll revisit it at the end of the round. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me, I don't, you're telling me, I don't know if I'm all square or one up right now. Yeah. That's bad. The bad luck by that guy. And so like, I was, you just got to think he could tell, like, I was like, I was not okay with how he was handling the situation. So it was really awkward the next few holes. And so like, I was a little bit flustered. So he, we finished 18 and I either lost one down or we're going to a playoff hole and I'm not sure. And so we go to the, the rules guy and he's like, dude, this is match play. You have to, you have to figure it out on that hole. You can't just like drag it out to the end and say, I figured. Yeah. And, and he was like, what? No. He's like, if, if you didn't call the penalty on the hole, you can't go back and call the penalty. Yeah, sure. It's like, okay. So we went to the playoff hole. I threw a dart and beat him. And Let's it was go. like, that was incredibly like Let's one of the go. most awkward handshakes. Like, yeah. Yeah. But that, that almost was, would have been more awkward if you lost. I feel that would be, but. so I played, I don't even remember what it was in. If it was like a men's league thing or what it was, but this is the only time in my entire life I have refused to shake somebody's hand after a round of golf and I'm playing in some sort of match against this guy. Uh, I think I know which one this might be. I don't know if you do. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I had, I, I want to know which one, one you're thinking mind. of um, the guy, the guy who you had to give 13 shots to. No, that's, that's no, the, it's not this. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're on the fifth hole. It's a nine hole match. So it must've been men's league. We're on the fifth hole. Um, and this guy tops his tee shot and then he throws a dart to like five feet um, on a par three. So he's got five feet for par. I've got like a 25 footer for birdie. And I like lag it up to like a foot and a half. And he doesn't give me the putt and like, okay, it's a foot and a half. I tap in whatever, but he doesn't give me the putt. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't give him his putt and he's, he makes it. And then he goes back to the card. He's like, 
man, I can't believe you didn't give me that putt. Like I made it obviously. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe you didn't give me a one and a half footer. We go to hole six. I hit one to like 10 feet. He, uh, hits one to like 25 feet, rolls it up to like five feet. I don't give it to him again. Rather than going and marking, he proceeds to full on two feet step on my line five times. Like walks through my line to go up to his ball and then proceeds to stand in my line to putt his five footer, Yikes! which he misses. Two holes later, does the same thing. Last hole, I've got five feet for Eagle to win the match. And he just walks up and does the exact same thing. Like, I gave him the putt. He's out of the hole. He's in for, like, double. And then he just literally tramples my line. And it's a five-foot putt. He took five steps in my line in a five-foot putt. And so I rolled in the five footer and I just walked off the green. I'm like, dude, literally go F yourself. That's crazy. Also, like you should never, ever, ever expect somebody to give you a putt. Like if they don't give you a putt, they don't give you a putt. You can't get mad at someone for not giving you a putt. (laughs) That's That's the one thing like, and maybe... Maybe he's just doing it to uh, I'm talking about Justin Thomas now. Like when you, when you see him in the team competitions, like maybe he's just doing it to like find something to put a chip on his shoulder. But when you see him like complaining about putts, not being given, it's like, dude, just make the putt. Yeah. You know, it's uh, just, yeah, just tap it in then if it's that short. Yeah. And you know, since that day, this guy and I have not had a obviously great relationship, like walking off the green when I didn't shake his hand and he's like, bye and i'm like thanks for stepping all over my effing line and like we're just swearing at each other walking off the last green oh wow um yeah it was it was good good bond um i don't i don't know who this is but it's uh you don't have to say it right now i'll just say it's somebody in my men's league somebody who i'm no longer close with sounds like a boys league to me little boys league yeah Seriously. Doesn't sound like a men's league. Well, I guess the thing was, it wasn't somebody in my men's league. It was somebody that subbed. So it was like. Mm. Oh, so he's a sub. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. Any, what, what else do you guys want to talk about? I don't know. I don't even know what, like, what we were talking about and how we got here. I don't need to play. Play. That, that's, that's you know slow play and rules. You guys want to update on the uh, Minnesota wild game? Is it wild? Sure. It's a little bit wild. The wild are down one to two. That's great. And they're in the middle of the second period. That's my update for you. Is it playoffs yet for the NHL? Yep. This is game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, unfortunately for me, I'm more in tune to the NBA playoffs and the Wolves are just a tough scene. Yeah. They made it though. I mean, they made it, but their best defender broke his hand by punching a wall. He's a, he's a passionate guy you didn't hear about this jengs no Jaden mcdaniels in their last game of the regular season um they won this game by the way i don't when he, oh. he was walking out to the locker room punched the wall and broke his hand so he's out for the playoffs 
Yeah, he's a passionate That's man. Minnesota sports. Dude, I mean, they're scrumming. Like they're fighting in this game. Right after their star center that they just traded for go, was suspended yeah. for a game for punching. A yeah, it was, the, it was the same game. Yeah. So it was like Timberwolves continue to be the Lions of the NFL or the NBA. That's tough. So I just got to not pay attention to Minnesota sports. It's just, and then right as I'm saying that, the Twins are off to a hot start. So, yeah, but they always are. When have they never had a hot start? The Twins. <laughs> They're the fall part story of the decade, really, of the century. Did you see when they played the Yankees in their third game of the series that the controversy with the Yankees pitcher? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that. He had like some sticky stuff on his hands, and uh, he was was like, he was having a career game. I think he had like, was it a a perfect game or a no hitter going on for quite a while? And the ump like realizes the stuff is on his hands, and instead of ejecting him like you're supposed to, he just says, "Go wash your hands." And then, so he goes and washes his hands and comes back and the ump is still not satisfied. He's like, I said, I told you to wash your hands. And he's like, I can't have you coming out here with stuff on him. And then he just like, lets him keep pitching. No and way. then the twins, uh, manager loses it and he gets ejected. Nice. Classic. So it's like, yeah, it was, what's it up was with baseball stupid. managers not being able to keep a level head. Not one. It's so, I don't one even one. think it's like, it's like they calmly, don't keep a level head. They like calmly like argue the with the ref. Like, it's just like, it's have just you like, ever had a calm argument in your life? Like you don't. It's just, just part of the game. Like it's so funny. Like it really it's. It, I feel like it, it's like the fights in hockey. Like it's yeah. just once I you know seeing, it's going to happen, it just happens. I love seeing the refs throw throw them out too because they like yeah, wind the, up a little bit and then they just throw the fingers to the sky. It's like yeah. Have you ever here. seen? There's a video on YouTube. I, I gotta you. I gotta send it to you guys. Um, it's from like the '80s. It's like, um, one of these fights between a manager and an ump but it's mic'd up so you can hear everything they're saying. It is the funniest thing. <laughs> Please like, send it over. <laughs> like, like, like this ump the whole time he's like, or, or no, the, the manager to the ump, the whole, he's like, you're just trying to screw us over. That's all you're doing. And the ump is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I'm doing is just trying to screw. Go back to the dugout. Shut up. And it's just that over and over and over. Oh, he well, finally tosses him. <laughs> that's like, I don't remember who it was, but it was, uh, this was probably 10 or so years ago. Um, and like in the game before the series that they played against this team before one of like, like their star player got thrown at and got hit. And so the first pitch of the next game, they throw at the other team's star player and hit him. And the ump instantly throws out the pitcher. And so the manager comes out and he's like, just talking to the ump and he's like, it's just like, you got to give us a chance. You got to give us a shot. And the ump's like, you had your shot. Now we got to get rid of them. Because if we don't, our ass is in the jackpot. And it's like, they're they're just going back. Like, it's actually really crazy to listen to some of that stuff. Uh, and how they talk to each other. But... Found it. I'm gonna I, send it to you guys for some good. I, I can't wait. It's hilarious. It. it is hilarious, actually. <laughs> Have do you guys know who John Boy Media is? Yes. I, yes. I've yeah. seen a couple of his reviews on baseball like, stuff. Yeah, he's he he makes baseball fun to watch. I don't. I really don't watch baseball, but I I love his watches clips on baseball. But I uh I do want to say I came across on TikTok the other day an excellent trick 
for course management, like mapping out a golf course for a tournament. Uh, Nick, if you let me share the screen share this, I want to show you oh. guys this. Is this from Decade Golf? I don't know if it's from Decade Golf. I, don't, I just I saw it on TikTok, um, and I thought it was really cool, so I started doing it. You should be able but, to share screen now. Yeah, can you guys see my my Google? Yeah, you're good. So I'm Over gonna go. Here. I'm just gonna zoom in on Cattail here quick. Mm, the um, shout out Cattail Crossing Golf Course, my home course. Of course, but it's like really hard, dude. Shut up. This makes Cattail look like the worst course of all time. It does. But like, so you take the the measure tool and you put it in yards, right? Okay. So I'm going to go with like hole nine right here. So, you know, map oh, out. Oh, let's go. Do, let's do it with TPC Twin Cities since I'm actually playing there in a couple yeah, of weeks. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do that. That course uh, is a little easier than this too. It has bigger go TPC. You see that? Twin. You see that, Noah? That's our. That's the shop where we would park. Uh, I see those well-placed bunkers out. My there. car is All somewhere there. Um, oh, there's a fourth bunker over there. So what hole? Should we just do hole one, Nick? Yeah. So this just Google Earth. Yeah, just Google Earth. Okay. Yeah. I mess. I I, I love messing um, with this on my iPad. Where's the cl- okay? So there's the clubhouse. This cross is where all like the the stuff you cross. Would be. You cross the street, which is where the range is, and then you that's, can yeah. see the ninth. Well, no, I know we're one. Yeah, but like oh, I'm just okay. thinking when we went to the three M, like where is all this? So like this, is this where we entered at the three M right here? Probably. Yeah. That's like this, the main this picture. Walk. This picture is from before the changes. This is when that was just the build out for the three M championship, the senior event. So this is really oh. old. Because you can tell old. the eight, holy crap! You can tell yeah. the eighteenth hole. Uh, but one, anyway, one is super wide. Yeah, we'll go. One. That Nine doesn't have wide. a new green. Yeah, so we'll go right here. Nick, what's about your carry? Uh, driver. Yeah, we'll say two ninety. Two eighty. Downwind in a hurricane. So two ninety. You know, if you go two ninety, uh, right over to this edge over here. Um. Cause it looks like, you know, this is kind of some trouble over here. You don't want to be in this stuff. Yeah, the tallest so 290 stuff. here. Uh, and then what do you want for your dispersion? I like, don't know. How many yards on each side do you want? Why are you aiming? Point? Why are you aiming me? Just to the wait, left just rough? wait, just wait. Let's how many, like, let's how many like, yards on each side of a center line would you want? Like, let's give him 30 yards, 30 man. yards on each side. Need, say like, yeah. quite a bit. For okay. So driver. 295. So if we're doing 30 yards, we need 60. Wait, this so is, okay. right there. And then you bring it back and you triangulate this. Okay. Okay. And then you go right down the middle of that triangle and this would be about your aiming point that you'd want to take. And then you have equal distance on each side. For all you know, of our non-YouTube viewers If you miss, if you miss 30 yards there. left of your target line, you end up right here. If you miss 30 yards right of your okay. target line, you end up there. Okay, which is all fine and good, but like the, it's com- completely unnecessary to be doing this on a map. What else? Right? How else would you do this? Like well, looking at a you, you just like you just are on the tee box and you say, "Okay, I'll aim down the middle." Yeah, but yeah, like you know, aiming exactly down the middle is. might not necessarily always be the best thing. Now you've got equal distance on both sides. You could shift this, you know, farther down that way, and take on bunker a little bit more. 
Yeah, I mean, well, this is really old. They don't have the T box back here. No, yeah, I'm. I wonder how far back we'll go. Jenks, go on, go to 2D mode on your. Or go to Am 3D I not mode. in 2D? Okay. Uh, it still doesn't have the changes, huh? That's really weird. Oh, it's got this nice. Nope. Got these nice trees here. It's incredibly laggy right now. Is that me in a golf cart? Oh, look at those carts. Beautiful. The ultra turn. Iconic. What's this thing? That's our turn. That's the halfway house. That's the halfway house, yeah. Is that where I probably got my birdie juice? Sponsored by Michelob Ultra. The ultra turn. I think it's just, it's basically just like a little snack bar and bathroom, isn't it? Dang. But yeah, I went and I did that for every hole at Cattail, every hole at Prairie Winds. Um, What are you doing with your time? Dude, I'm really bored. Let's just say that. What did you give yourself as a dispersion on your driver? See, that's like very arbitrary to me. I went I went 30 yards each side. Like 30 to 40 yards each side. Wow. That's a pretty big dispersion. Well, yeah. So if I somehow miss it 40 yards right, I know I'm going to be safe. All right. That's fair. Play smarter, not harder, I guess. Look at all this water. I never realized there's so much water around the Twin Cities. Metro Gun Club. The land of 10,000 lakes? Oh, yeah. Metro Boomer. Okay, let's play a game. You tell me somewhere to zoom in. I'm going to try and zoom exactly in on it. All right. I'm going to say Sri Lanka. I don't, Sri I couldn't even Lanka. begin to tell you where Sri Lanka is. All right. We'll give it a shot. That's going to be really somewhere. easy. I know somewhere that's South America. That's Africa. Is, is this Sri Lanka right here? Yep. Is it actually? Is it, is it really? I have no idea where Sri Lanka is. I believe it is. It is. Yeah, James, yeah. good work, dude. All right, give me another one. Geography wizard, baby. I guess right. the National Golf Club. Oh, okay. So Georgia, I got to go over here. Georgia's about one. right here. So we're going to go. I don't know where Augusta is, though. I think it's a little Ooh, bit more that's southern. Tough. That's tough. I'm going to go right here. Way You're too very far cold. South. You're uh, very cold. Is it, is it farther north? Yeah. Oh, I it's thought basically Georgia, South I thought Carolina. Augusta. Oh, yep. There it is. I thought it was farther south. That's my B. It's right on the border. With, you can uh, see the only green spot in this entire city. That's Augusta National. That right there. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the course next to it, dude. Augusta Country Club? Yeah. Look at how brown it looks compared yeah, to that's, that's a crazy. private club. <laughs> Look at all this extra. Is this the new T box or yeah, is... that is a new that is a new box. That's wow, new that's road. accurate. That's updated. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, great. wow. This picture looks and like it was, was taken like a month ago. Like honestly, a month ago. Maybe it was. That is the What's new T box. Image it? date 11-19-22. That's cap. No, they had the new uh, T box by November. Yeah, that makes sense. That's unbelievably green for November. <laughs> they had the Masters Georgia. in November. Augusta's crazy. They had the Masters in November a couple of years ago. Yeah, I guess I kind of forgot about this. That. This is too. Oh my! This is just so sick, dude. I know. I love the. I love like this concept too. Like this is kind of one of my favorite golf course concepts. Like this kind of more open, it's all fairway, you know, central yeah, area, right? Because how the greens are like basically conjoins. framed by nothing. Yeah. And it is crazy because when you're looking at it from this perspective, which is, this is terrible audio content. 
Um, yeah, this is hilarious for a podcast. Like you, you actually see that Augusta is actually like a place in a city. Because like when you're watching on TV, it basically seems like a it's just, fantasy land. Yeah, you know? it, it literally is. And then it's it, just right dude, in the heart. It of, is a fantasy land though, because Augusta is just a like, run down. You know, where's Mag? Is this clubhouse right here? Magnolia That's Lane, Magnolia Lane right there. All the right trees here. No, or no, over here, over nope. here, right here. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I thought this was more circular. That's Magnolia Lane right there. Yeah. yeah, right here. Yeah. And then you go out of Magnolia Lane and then right across the street is James, whatever the, the one this is. A little Super 8. It's the one with all the magnolias on it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's parking lot. Is this the practice area? Yeah. Yep. So that's Where's... the tournament practice area, I think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's the range. Well, the tournament practice area is different. This one so right here. Yeah, because it's got pra- the fork right here. Yep. Yeah, that's a, really, yeah, yeah. That's so that is only open the week of the Masters. Seriously? There, yeah, there's because that's why it's called the tournament practice area. There's another like range and short game area that's open to the members. That one is not even open to the members. Right here. Yes. Yep. Range short game area probably right here. Yep. Kind of interesting. These, I didn't know. I didn't know there was a range right next to Magnolia Lane. Look at these umbrellas just sitting in the middle of this fairway. Crazy. Another thing you don't realize is how close nine and eighteen greens are. I know. Yeah, true. Like when you're watching the coverage on Sunday afternoon and you see this green completely surrounded, like I yeah, mean, the ninth green is right there. Yeah, the ninth green at nine. It's thirty yards because there's just a bunch of people in between. You don't really realize thirty yards. You can't really see it behind all the people. It's a weird plot of land. So sick though. Ray's Creek. Baby. So sick. Six. Fruitland Farms. There's 16 right down there. 16 down here. Dude, actually, so Nick, this year for the uh that tournament, they the redone version, they changed 16. So like the T box was over here more, like right behind 15 green. And there was this green here, but it was skinny. And there's a green over here. What are you talking about? So you're about? hitting over the water. What are you talking about? For the the updated, you know, two K major for TGC tours. Oh, what they played Fruitland Farms? Yeah, it was like the new version, twenty twenty three edition. But yeah, did it had that, the green did, over. Did here. they? Change that so it was like not gonna get banned or something. I don't know, but it was really awkward, and I quit playing after one round because I couldn't deal with it. Hmm. How'd you get into a major? I didn't get into the major. I just played it to play it. Oh. My last thought for the show is I uh, met the new superintendent yesterday. At Cattail. Yep. Yeah, a new guy. Yeah, we got a new guy. Um, actually, pretty good resume. So some courses that he's worked at over his time, um, he's worked the U.S. Open. What? In 1991, I believe. 92, maybe. No, I told you Cattail was big time. Uh, oh, at Hazeltine National Golf Club. Course looks impossible from the... Is it Hazeltine National view. or just Hazeltine? Hazeltine National Golf Club. Yeah, so he worked the U.S. Open at Hazeltine. Um, I think Payne Stewart won that year. 
He was the superintendent at Deacon's Lodge. Okay. What? That's, he was the super at Deacon's Lodge? Dude, that's Yeah, back like, in like the early ni- or late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Um, after his time. career at Deacon's Lodge, he was then the superintendent at Edgewood Tahoe Golf Club, where they have the American Century Championship. What? Yeah. Why did I ask uh, what he's he doing? Like, yeah, did he get like 10 concussions and now he's working he, so he he lived there and worked there until 2012 and then uh had some you know family issues, some health issues, so he moved back. He's originally from Iowa. Mm. Um uh, and then is now just wanting to get back into the golf business. Kind of his family pushed him back into the golf business. Um so he was looking at stuff in the area because he didn't want to go back south. He wanted to stay in the area, you know, an hour's drive from home. Wonder and if Mapleton was hiring. Saw on LinkedIn, good old Cattail Crossing golf course. And apparently he inter- he applied for it back when Todd originally applied and withdrew his application because there was just something he didn't like. Uh, but now he's Imagine. now he's here. So cattail could be immaculate. Okay, that's let's not pretend he's like a miracle worker. Wait, you guys got like, he is. You guys got like three new greens. Was it a year and a half ago? Yeah. Yep. Uh, how did? How are they? They're chilling. They're okay. I, I like. I know the guy that was the foreman on that job. There's uh, some struggles this year because apparently from the the snow melt, uh, it got down to the drain tiles. There's some nice junk in the greens that'll have to be fixed, but Oh my, are you, wait, did you, are you, you're not working there this summer again? Are you, I, uh, I did go in and I was able to, uh, finagle my way into reduced hours and still get the, the membership. So I'm going to work like 20 to 25 hours a week. Um, you know, mow fairways three days a week, do some other random Dude, stuff. You are living the full on teacher life and I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. And teaching uh, in the year and working grounds crew in the summer. Um, that's, that's just as of right now, you know, this is something we'll talk about off the podcast, but some things will be changing in life uh, pretty soon. So. Are you a tranny? Yeah. <laughs> What a trainee, more like the trainee awards. He is, yeah. you are a trainee, James. Uh, but other than that, I'm done with the I'm done for the show. All right, well, interesting. Yeah, I note. Probably, I should probably uh catch some uh Z's. It's pretty late over there for you, it's 10 30 or 11 30. Get filled up on my REM cycles. Nick, I think I see your car in this. Go- did you have a sunroof on your old burgundy Camry? Yeah, I did. Yeah, this is definitely your car then. That is hilarious. Does it say? Does it say I'd rather be driving a Titleist? I don't know. It's the top of the car, Noah. Go 3D well, mode. Well, zoom into the back, then, buddy. Yeah, 3D doesn't really help me. <laughs> I'd rather be driving, and it was slightly off center too. That bumper sticker yeah, is perfect. <laughs> How do you rotate, bro? on google earth you you say know. you say rotate really loudly to your computer rotate 
It wasn't but probably loud enough. Are you guys are you guys good? Anything else? Yeah, I'm good. Are you guys playing yet? Yes, actually. Played my first no. nine holes the other day. Yeah, that's right. That's heard, all that's heard, all I've that's all I've played. I heard you didn't went get low. out over the weekend because it was you, super I heard you went deep. I played surprisingly good, actually. Really? Yeah. I wasn't really making my putts, but I had a lot of really good birdie looks, especially for how windy it was. I so I yeah, played my first, first hole outdoors today. Um using one of my my player's nine iron. It was 140 yard par three. There you go. So I just used your nine iron, made par. So there you go. Nice. And my first probably, you could you could probably almost get it there with a nine iron. Jump on it maybe a little bit. Well, I didn't want to jump on it too hard. It was a women's flex. I didn't want to snap the shaft. Snap so. it mid, like mid backswing in transition. You just like whip the hat off. So if you get in case you had an idea about the wind, um, hole two and hole six were going the opposite direction. Hole two was two ten, and I hit a smooth eight. And hole six was 162 and i hit a six are those both par threes yeah was this at pg no this was at uh keen park oh it's like you like hit opposite clubs on those holes then they have a 210 yard hole at That's Keen park yeah and yeah it was a smooth eight iron it was past the hole <laughs> should have knocked well. it down a little bit should have choked down a little bit yeah Maybe towed it or something. But it was fun. I, I but the weekend weather was terrible, so I wasn't able to get out again. Yeah. But how did it how did it feel to be back out there? Super Just good. You, I, I, the I've never grass. like it, it honestly, the way I was hitting the ball was like kind of like I never stopped. It was I've never hit the That's ball nice. that good my first time out. So did you hit many this uh winter? Like th- two or three times. Wow. It's gotta feel so. good. I always yeah, lose the, my wedge touch from like fifty yeah. to hundred yards. The sh- the short game, but, like like chipping it around the green and stuff, that felt really awkward. Yeah, but for sure. We'll see. Keep you posted. I uh, I'll have to get to mid season form in about a week and a half here. So, I played. What day is it today? Monday. Is it Monday? Yeah. I played yeah. yesterday. Um, it's like the first time in a while. I've taken a little hiatus from the game. But I think I bogeyed like four of my first seven holes and then turned it around. And my last, dude, my last four holes were I had an eight footer for birdie, missed it. Had a three footer for birdie, missed it. Had a four oh for, four footer for birdie, missed it. And then had a, another eight footer for birdie and made it on the last hole. So At I what point really do you just blow up your putting and just start from scratch? Just like with like arm lock or cross hand with like a mallet or something. I'm about to switch to left-handed, I think. I'm working on something. It was, dude, low-key, my putting stroke actually feels good. It was just some like weird reads. The greens are like starting to grow back now. And they're like half dead and half grass. So the dead spots, the ball just zooms on. Yeah. They're kind of hard to read. All right, well. Hopefully we'll get to get out and hit some more and play some more and we can chat about it next week. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get to play out. Uh, sounds like cattail's not going to open until May 2nd. 
or something. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know what's if that's gonna change, but Lake I heard Region, the club is opening like tomorrow. Lake Region is open, the club's open. They opened the driving range and the putting green at Cattail today, but nothing hey. else. Yeah. Like in I feel so. like in the area, it's always Dude, the last to open. This has got to be late for you guys. I feel like usually start of April, you're starting to play golf. Well, there was the year that COVID hit, we were working at the golf course or I was working at the golf course, like spring break. This might be the worst spring for golf. It's, I've it's ever been worse in the past, but it was, really? it was, yeah, this is a tough one, especially like, especially up where, where Jang's is at is definitely worse than here. I mean, we've been open for a whole week now right here. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm going to hope maybe, you know, weather doesn't look great up here. There's apparently some chances of freezing rain on Friday, some sleet, some maybe some snow. And there's always so, issues with the green at with the greens at Cattail, always. Yeah. Um maybe next week though, uh looks like 30s and 40s this weekend, but Monday 54, Tuesday 57, Wednesday 56. So, hopefully next yeah, week. Yeah, that's supposed to be like out. the good days. One like I think after Wednesday when we go play our simulator thing this week, I'm bringing my clubs home and I'm just gonna bring them to practice every day and start playing at practice. Because honestly, why not? Yeah. But all right, boys, I'm hitting the sack. All right. Take care, Easy. gentlemen. Stay on the bogey train, boys. Stay on the bogey train. Stay off the bogey train. Peace. Good vibe. I just got stuck in a bogey train. Mm-hmm.